Last time on Cloudfall. It's Dunker Day aboard the Heavenly Feather, but something felt off at the dinner table. Roland was acting incredibly suspicious and prompted a private meeting in the cargo hold. It turns out the party was being surveilled by Libera with a hidden echo bell, but it also turns out that Roland is a good guy and told them the truth. Now the Isle of Lore is just moments away, and there's no telling what awaits them in the clouds. It is still early morning aboard the Heavenly Feather. Poppy got up real early to start baking all of her cookies, and people have begun to notice. Um, Yarhar came by just a moment ago for an early morning stop to let you know that Laura would be approaching in the distance in uh, an hour or so. But Poppy, you've got a line outside the wagon. Um, <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Canonically, Poppy wakes up with a voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. <clears throat> Good morning, everyone. Single file line, please. There's like a whole like lumped crowd around the wagon that immediately shapes up into a single file. It's one at a time. And don't ruin your breakfast. Uh, the first person who comes up is offering to pay with gold. They put two gold coins uh, on the counter of the window that looks outside from the wagon. They say, how many do I get for two gold? I'm running a deal where you can get 10 cookies for that much. He looks behind him at all of his friends, and they all get super excited. And he goes, I'll take 20. Oh, uh, perfect. Yes, just let me wrap them up for you. Hold on. Uh, People behind them are eagerly uh, pushing forward. Um, It seems there's some concern about which flavor is going to run out first. What is your protocol for this? Well, when we run out, we run out. I'm a small business. You hear some unhappy rumblings. Every cookie is just as good as the last. That's my poppy guarantee. Guy, what is your position in this case? When when the going is good and cookies are selling like... <laughs> I do have hotcakes, actually. Okay. <laughs> uh, guy is not taking money at the counter. Here's the thing. If Poppy's got to work the window, somebody's got to be doing the ovens. Yeah. Somebody's got to be moving sheets back and forth. But more importantly, somebody's got to be watching to make sure that things don't burn. Yep. Guy, how do you accomplish both of these things at the same time? Wow. Uh, boy, it's like I would need <laughs> two sets of eyes or something. <laughs> Guy's head is positioned on the counter across from the oven. Okay. Down low so it can see through the window of the oven to mm-hmm. make sure nothing's burning. Mm-hmm. And then the body is uh, moving trays around, taking the cookies off the trays and uh, moving product. So, crucial question going forward. 
can your head get around by any means? And can your body understand what it's doing without the head? The head does not have its own locomotion. So as long as the head can see the body, the body knows what it's doing. Got it. Okay. Easy rule to follow. The rest of you can see what's going on here. Uh, Most of the crew is on the main deck, kind of crowding around uh, the rolling pin. Uh, Journey, you had come down from the rigging a little while ago. What is your reaction to seeing so many people crowded around? I'm kind of enraptured by it, honestly. Like, Journey had experienced city life a little bit, had seen the crowds for the airship festival, but had seen them kind of from afar. This is someone she knows being surrounded by people that she doesn't really know, but she doesn't have any reason to distrust. And everyone's pretty chipper and jovial, so she's just kind of like, oh, this is this is what it looks like when yeah. people are all gathered together. When they all live in one big place together, then they do this sometimes, and it's hmm. fun. Yeah, it might be a little different from what you saw in Farewell. A lot of people in Farewell are trying to do the best for themselves, mm-hmm. and this might be the first time that you've seen a real community outside of your own. I think that that would occur to Journey, like, this is functioning kind of the way her family functions mm. at home. Yeah. Everybody has something that they're doing. Is she participating? Is she like among this crowd? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, I think in that case, Roland is probably hanging out with you a little bit. Okay. Or kind of hovering around you. Okay. Maybe trying to like start up conversation by like walking past you a couple times. Mm-hmm. But like before, he's a little shy maybe. Okay. Journey's just really trying to get a feel for what teamwork looks like outside of her own home. So she's paying close attention to these people. The longer you watch, the more you can see it's not a total community. There's still people budging in line, pushing past each other, concerned for themselves that they're not going to get the right cookie. But before long, Roland does kind of work up the courage, and he is standing next to you, staring in the same direction, and he goes, Oh, they must be really good. I've I've heard that they're the best. I, I wouldn't have any point of reference for it, but they're pretty popular. She hasn't given you any? Uh, n- no, I haven't had one yet, but I'm sure I will eventually. Yeah. Step right up, step right up. Single <laughs> file line, please. No, I saw you, budge. <laughs> Back of the line. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had any yet, well, recently. I-, I bought some, you know, a couple months ago in Orthier, but I was really looking forward to it. There might not be any left. Why not get in line? She might make more. Well, this crew has never really experienced it. I suppose. You can oh. see... Oh. No, you do it. <laughs> you can oh. see... <laughs> <laughs> that one was intentional. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> you can see he really wants those cookies. He's trying to do the nice thing, but... Sure. Well... Maybe maybe I can ask her to save one. Would that be would that be helpful? He smiles and looks you in the eyes and he goes, "You don't have to do that." I mean, you seem pretty sad. Oh, no, I I'm not sad, Journey. I there's just a lot going on. Sure. Oh, Journey. Journey, hi. Good morning. Oh, hi. Roland. Yeah. Hi. I'll be right with you guys. Hold on. Just, no, you have to wait. (laughs) And then I wave them over. Yeah, I head over to the cart and I gesture for Roland to follow. 
Good morning. Sorry, we have quite a rush. Yeah, do you need any help? Oh, no, no. Me and Guy and Pincha got it. Okay. Uh, but I do have something for you. Oh, for me? Yeah. Um, I mean, you don't want any of the stock that I'm selling, but here is a fiber field cake. I thought you might like this. I made it especially for you. Um, wow. But eat this when you need it. Oh, you can, you can have some of the other ones, too, but I, I did think you want this one, maybe. Fiber. Is this... Does this have nuts in it? Uh, it has. It is a crumbly bran and dried fruit biscuit. Uh, it's very hearty and and very dense, but it does taste good. It gives you resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage from non-magical attacks, and you have advantage on strength and constitution saving throws, and on any effect that would knock you back or cause you to fall prone. Damn. Yeah, uh, Journey takes a look at it and... Wow, Poppy, this is amazing. It looks just like something they'd make at home. <laughs> well, that's probably a compliment, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Roland looks at the fiber field cake, and you can see his eyes squint a little bit, and he goes, uh, do you have maybe any cookies left? Oh, yeah. Don't, sh- don't tell anyone, but I did save some. Yes. Uh, I slide over a chewy maple cookie. Um, He's got like a twinkle in his eyes. It looks like he's almost about to cry. But he takes it, and he's like, I'm going to save this. No, no, no. Eat it. What? What's wrong with you? Why do you guys just not? He, like, takes out a napkin and, like, folds it over the cookie, and he's just nodding to you. No, try it. Hmm. Okay, you do you. <laughs> you always tell me not to eat them right away, puppy. I mean, those are special, though. They, they like, do things. What do you mean special? <sighs> do I have <laughs> He's He's looking at his cookie suddenly dissatisfied. So Bobby, it looks not... like there's someone at the counter. I think they're reaching for a cookie. Hey! <laughs> Hands to yourself. <laughs> I clap Roland on the back and I start strolling away. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll talk to you later, Roland. Uh, Aaron, watching from a distance. Poppy is getting totally swamped at the wagon. Are you still up in the crow's nest? I probably came down when there was like a busy moment and people running about and just nonchalantly. Enough to go unnoticed. Yeah, probably just got some breakfast in the galley and is munching it and standing on the edge of the deck on the ship. Chef Bowie's signature oatmeal. Mm. (laughs) Aaron, uh, Captain Yarhar is occasionally out on the deck, and it seems like he might be avoiding you to some degree. Is he coming out of his secret passage? No. He's just kind of mixed among his own crew. Uh, But it looks like whenever he catches you out of the corner of his eye, he kind of turns around and goes the other way. Yep, I'm here, you big lug, <laughs> is what Aaron uh, whispers under their breath. Okay. And uh, Doran, what mm-hmm. are you up to today? Hmm. Uh, Doran went back to uh, his quarters and laid down for a bit. Um, yeah. And then is getting up, uh, catching the galley as they're kind of like starting to pack up the oatmeal. Mm-hmm. Like, this is perfect. <laughs> and it's super thick. <laughs> Just use all the brown sugar. Dry oatmeal at the bottom? Yeah. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> And then after that, uh, heads up and sees all the commotion around Poppy's uh, shop and um, stands and watches. Poppy, as the last of the line begins to die down, uh, the very last person is Yarhar. Good morning, Captain. He uh, takes a look at all of your, like, empty or nearly empty baskets, and he says, um, well, what's left? Well, uh, we have a couple of chocolate chip cookies left. There's probably one apple turnover and a chocolate donut. Hmm. 
Apple turnover sounds nice. Can't go wrong with citrus at sea. That's not citrus. Can't go wrong with fruit at sea. <laughs> <laughs> He's never eaten an apple in his life. He's a captain, not a fruitologist. (laughs) (laughs) I um, wrap up the turnover and I slide it across the counter and I say, it's on the house. Uh, Of course not. I couldn't do that to you. He uh, puts a couple of gold on the counter. Oh, no, no, no. Wait, that's way too much. Please. It's the least I can do. What the service you've provided to my ship here? I should be paying you a lot more. You gave us free passage. I did not. Uh, It's not free. Um, you're not paying, but it wasn't free. Oh. <laughs> cool, just racking up debt. <laughs> just make a mental note. <laughs> well, hopefully this clears your mind a little bit. Um, seems you made a good impression. Um, this is a gift. Uh, Chef Bowie's cleaning up breakfast right now, but they wanted me to give you this. But... He hands you a, a pewter ladle. Okay. What, uh, thank you? <laughs> yeah, uh, well... Bowie told me that um, you're magically inclined. Is that true? That's correct. Hmm. Um, they also told me what a big help you were. Um, this is one of their old favorite ladles. Bowie used to work in bars, and they would use it to fend off uh, unruly, drunken magic users. So, <laughs> Well, basically, you can catch small spells in this and whip it back at people. Fuck yes. <laughs> I have to write that down. Wow, I mean, that's pretty cool. I've never seen one of these before. Well, I mean, I've seen a ladle before, but I've never used it for that. He goes, yeah, that is a nice gift, isn't it? Yeah. I hope it serves you well. Thank you. Well, I'm going to take this back to my office. And he kind of like nods at you with the turnover. I hope it treats you well. It's not magic. (laughs) It's just a turnover. Sorry. That wasn't a threat. I hope it treats you well is like actually a good slogan for a bakery. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. I hope it treats you well. How much did I make today? It's a good question. They had a crew of 55. I'd say a good chunk of those people came up looking for cookies. You made about 50 gold from all the cookies. 50 gold. Yeah. Sick. Also, I don't know if that was an accurate Amount to ask for. We have 10 been cookies. all over the place with money so far. I'm gonna level out at like <laughs> one one gold is worth ten cookies. I think we should just switch the economy to cookies. Maybe yeah. by yeah. the end of the campaign. That's what we're yeah. doing. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> one island at a time. <laughs> Fifty gold and a ladle. All right. So I believe that means you're all on deck as you approach. You're all getting closer, very slowly, to the island realizing more and more just how big it is. There's a massive chunk of land in the center of this cluster, a bunch of broken up pieces that are all floating perfectly still next to each other. But a lot of that is also hidden in the clouds and kind of like the iceberg effect, like who knows how much of the island is hidden underneath those clouds. But jutting up high above this plane of clouds is a nearly perfectly flat field of moss that is illuminated by a ray of sunshine coming through a break in the clouds above. And the ship starts to angle downwards again, and you get that sinking feeling as the ship descends in altitude coming closer to this land. And then it slows and slows and slows and comes over this moss, and then you see these oars kind of jut out from the bottom of the ship, something that you saw from a distance earlier in Farewell. But as the ship gets closer to land and slows down, these oars 
poke at the ground and just kind of like help it softly land itself. And then they also stick straight out to keep it upright on plain ground, like a dry foundered boat. And this is like oar, like row, row? Yep. Row your boat? Yeah, yeah, oar? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like like 25 foot long oars yep. that like poke out a little holes and stabilize the ship. Cool. Now that you're on this island, you can really take in the scale of a lot of this stuff. Um, this island is miles wide. You know, you might have had it in your head that these skylands might have been like little tiny deserted islands by themselves, but no, on this island, you can hardly tell that it's floating in the middle of the air. You can't really see from end to end in a lot of places. Again, you can see those hexagonal towers uh, jutting out from the ground. Uh, they almost look man-made, but they're definitely weathered and natural. As a ship lands, a long plank is being extended from the side of the ship that gives you a little ramp to walk back onto land from. Standing at the end of that plank, on the moss itself, is a very old turtle. He's holding a lamp in one hand and a staff in the other, and there's a very small, much younger turtle standing behind him. Turtle people. Yes, turtle okay. people. Um, these are bipedal. Turtle people. Yeah. They're standing on two legs, giant shells, um, you know, reptilian features. This one's got a lot of stuff on him, like little charms and uh, ropes and little things attached to his shell. Uh, the younger one doesn't seem to have as much decoration on him. Yarhar approaches you, Aaron, on the deck of the ship. He says, I just wanted to thank you all for flying with us. You are all lovely guests. Um, yeah, it's it's been actually uh, pretty all right. Lots of good food and really nice views. And Aaron kind of gestures. He says, there's a lot of that out here, for sure. When we come back in two weeks, I want to start over. How does that sound to you? I mean, whatever you, whatever you need to do. I can understand why you were suspicious in the situation you were in, but I want to be able to trust you while you're aboard my ship. I mean, what do you think I'm going to do? There's nothing. I don't understand what the, what your fear that I'm going to do is. Hmm. That's fair, Aaron, but it's the fear of the unknown. I don't know you. I don't trust you. I'm sorry. Well, good. I don't trust you either. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been just lovely getting to know you. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Uh, nope. It's just uh, time to exit the ship is all. Okay, you two. Just do the hug and let's get going. <laughs> Don't touch me. And Aaron walks away. <laughs> Guy's going to go in for a vigorous handshake. It was our honor to travel with you, Captain. You totally take him by surprise, and he's just kind of catching up, and then he catches onto your grip, and it's like, oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Your vessel is most magnificent. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Sorry, I just need to take care of one thing. And this whole time, he's kind of been watching Aaron, and he nods at two kind of burlier gentlemen on the ship, and they're walking, like, directly behind Aaron. Um, in some ways, he is having Aaron escorted off the ship. They're going to get us kicked off. We're going to get stuck on this island. They didn't yeah. do anything wrong. Well, don't forget about us, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will never forget you, my friend. <laughs> Nor I, my friend. <laughs> Poppy, it was great meeting you. It was so lovely to meet you. Thank you so much. Journey, we'll have to talk more next time. Uh, yeah. Thanks for letting us fly with you. And, and Dolan, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> I'll never forget your ship, the Heavenly Father. (laughs) (laughs) 
He raises a hand to correct you and doesn't. <laughs> Roland, like a scared parent watching their children go to the first day of school, is with you all the way to the bus stop. He goes out to the edge of the plank and is just kind of watching over your party. Bye, Roland. You better eat that damn cookie. Oh, I will. I already took a bite. He shows you the bite. How was it? Incredible. <laughs> yes. You come get us in two weeks and there's more where that came from. He throws up a fist. You're just about to start on the plank and Roland kind of lurches forward in his classic waiting too long to say something. He says, wait, there's, be safe out there. Was he saying it to all of us? Yeah, pretty much the first person to turn around. He locks eyes with. Good plan, Roland. Wait, what do you mean by that? Um, I did. I don't mean anything. Just there's a lot happening in the clouds right now. R- Roland, are you sure you don't want to come with us? No, I. I really can't. There's. It's too dangerous where you're leaving us. Is that why? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's other things I need to see out here. Just be gentle to these people. They're not used to this many outsiders. This is a new time for them too. They get visitors, but not like this. Are are we the only ones staying on lore? Uh, no. There will be a few others. He gestures to uh, those two burly folks that were following Aaron <laughs> and uh, a small gathering of others, uh, five in total. Are they just random people like we didn't talk to on the ship? Uh, yeah, none that you had uh, talked to before. Okay. We only talked to two dorks in the basement, so. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> No, and um, Kesher. 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 Yeah. <laughs> and a frog. <laughs> Roland, it was good talking with you. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the return trip. We'll be safe. I hope you are as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be fine. Be safe. I turn on the rolling pin. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it kind of like you can feel the buoyancy kick in as the levitator starts up. You can feel the oven get really cold. Uh, as you've been warned, it will be difficult to run the oven at the same time as the levitator now. But it begins to roll forward very slowly at first, and then you kick up the speed accidentally and race across the <laughs> main deck of the ship. <laughs> a lot of people clear out of the way and kind of like, oh, shit. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you blast down the main plank. Um, Poppy, in the distance, kind of under the rumble of the levitator, you can hear uh, that lithe elf boy again. And he's starting into his song, from farewell to farewell. And he slowly fades off. Uh, guys, <laughs> we should go listen to the goodbye song. Can we head back there and hear the rest of it? Yeah, I goes, it's too late for that now. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're off the ship already. Like it's not nah, a good here it goes. All right. <laughs> oh, there they are. You're off the ship. <laughs> guys, I don't know how to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Poppy, sure. cruising down the main plank there, uh, you come to the end and the turtle is standing in front of you, you blast right past him. And he goes, I am your, oh. And you just keep. <laughs> Guy is swiftly chasing after the. <laughs> One moment. It's only going five miles an hour. <laughs> oh, it can go 10, baby. <laughs> it's only going 10 miles <laughs> Guy catches up to it and starts dragging it back as Poppy figures out the levitator, gets it under control. Um, Meanwhile, Yarhar is introducing his crewmates to this turtle here. Um, He gestures to the five that come down with him, and he says, It's great to meet you. I understand you are Huber. Is that correct? He says, 
That is right. I am Huber. That's fantastic. Um, Huber, these are the ten that will be staying with you. Um, these two here and then the three back there and, and then my crew as well. Um, they'll be the ones mining. Huber says, Ah, very well. We will get you squared away post-haste. He turns around to uh, Poppy and Guy, now having gotten it under control a little bit. I'm so sorry. He does the slightest bow and he says, I am Huber, prime archivist. I'm Poppy. I am Guy. Pleased to meet you, Huber. Please give me your proper name. I understand you are a guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. No, uh, I am Guy. You may call me Guy. Very well, stranger. (laughs) All right. This happens everywhere we go, I swear. (laughs) They do brief forgettable introductions for the five crew, and (laughs) 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 they move on to uh, Doran. I am Huber, Prime Archivist. <laughs> Huber, Prime Archivist, that's great to meet you. I'm a guy. <laughs> and I, and I, go, I go by Doran. Humor. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. <laughs> and here we have, gesturing down to Aaron. Oh, um, I'm, I'm Aaron. Are you a guy? Um, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, we have this guy. (laughs) Uh, I'm not a guy. You can call me Journey. It's a pleasure to meet you. (sighs) Thanks for hosting us. Come, come closer. Come, what is this? Uh, yeah. Incredible. Uh, He starts, like, spinning you around at the shoulders, and he's, like, lifting up your hair, and he says, what are these? Oh, you mean my my fey buds? Little timid fey buds of different colors glowing even in the daylight um, pop out from your hair. The the little pixie-like creatures kind of pop out. They're mostly like little glowing balls. If you look really closely and they dim their light a little bit, you can see that they have humanoid shapes to mm-hmm. them, but they're itty-bitty. They kind of dart in and out, um, but they'll like... They'll go up to people and, like, ruffle their hair or, like, pull on a sleeve and then go back in to Journey's hair. He delicately holds out one of his big hands for one of them, and it slowly goes closer to him. And then he kind of, like, holds it in his fingers a little bit, and he says, A parasite. Well, perhaps lice or something of the like. Mm, Not exactly. I'd call it more of a symbiotic relationship. Ah. They clean your scalp, is that it? (laughs) No, I provide them shelter, and they provide me with a little bit of magic. They're fae. (gasps) Ah, you must seek Tower 12. Trust me. Great, all right. I don't know what Tower 12 is. Nope. Where are my manners? I have been studying for a great time for your arrival. We have prepared a customary celebration. A delicacy, as I understand. He gestures behind him to the other turtle, and he says, Oh, my apologies. This is my nephew, Mikey. Mikey? (laughs) (laughs) Mikey holds up a small, round birthday cake with candles in it. He says, We understand this is a special celebratory delicacy for you. Is that correct? Wow, that's, that's a birthday cake, I think. Whose birthday is it? It's all of our birthday today. Because you are here. I can't wait. That looks delicious. I've never celebrated a birthday before. 
then it will be a celebration for the ages. <laughs> come. Come to the warming house. Guy, that's not right. I should have given you a birthday cake. I mean, we could have made up a there day. There were lots of cakes. I've known you for so long. I can't believe I neglected to make you a cake. <laughs> it's yeah, fine, Poppy. I follow the turtle. The trail away from this place leads immediately downwards. Uh, it's a, a stony path, kind of like a very narrow canyon that's weaving between all these higher cliffs, uh, all these gray rocks here and moss on practically everything. It's very wet on this island as the clouds kind of bob up and down, causing this place to be sometimes completely shrouded in the mist of clouds, at other times uh, much more sunny and bright. I have a question. Yeah. Does the rolling pin fit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think there will be only a few occasions where the rolling pin is, because it can levitate a little bit, it's less concerned about uneven ground and things like that. Cool. Mikey, are you an archivist too? Uh, I am. I'm, I'm I'll be an archivist before long. Pay him no mind. He is shadowing me to someday become the prime archivist himself. <laughs> Sorry, Mikey. I got to ignore you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he looks up at you with these huge turtle eyes and just solemnly nods his head. Mm. And he's like, you'll earn the right to speak, Mikey, in due time. <laughs> the right to speak. As I was saying, I like it's good to have some discipline. You we know, have but... 119 towers on this island, each of them storing knowledge of a different subject. Wow. Constructed of basalt, yes, but not constructed at all. They are quite old and quite natural. We found them like this and began to hollow them out on the inside, making stellar libraries for our collections. Uh, excuse me. Over here we have <laughs> magic towers one through three, <laughs> wind and water, plants and food, fire and stone, inventions, mm. stories, stone? towers one through eight, religion, is creatures, there, and other worlds. Is there like a list we could look it over? And mm. You'd like us to catalog and index all of these, yes? Isn't that what archiving is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> a good point, Journey. I did expect some rudeness from the outsiders, <laughs> mainlanders. It's clear you don't understand how this works yet. That's fine. We, uh, we are not prime archivists. So. If you want to know where any knowledge lies, you ask the prime archivist, as anyone on this island could tell you. I see. All right. All right. Hmm. What is in Tower 12, since you recommended that to me in particular? Oh, Fey Magic. Um, you mentioned the there was one with plants and food? Yes. Which one is that? Tower 96. He points to the top of a mountain. Oh, great. <laughs> Thank you. Interesting natural structures. They all grow to the exact same height, even though it doesn't look like it, does it? No. That can't be right. But it's absolutely true. See here. He uh, points out into the clouds. You can see this one bit where there's a very short tower. But then looking at the edge of the cliff, you can see where the bottom of this tower pokes out of the bottom of the cliff. They are indeed all the same size. They're just shifted up or down. That's horrifying. So um, continuing with the rudeness as being an outsider, uh, we might not know why we're here exactly. Did anyone tell you what towers we're supposed to look at? He stops, turns, and looks to you and says, You're here to learn. Oh, no. <laughs> and to teach. Teach. Of course. What do you have to teach? That is the question, isn't it? Are we expected to teach? Aaron looks pretty worried about this. Whom are we teaching? Everyone. The world. Mikey? 
He looks up at you. No, I mean, we're teaching Mikey too. Mikey learns from me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't teach Mikey things. (laughs) Dang. Don't talk to Mikey. So we teach everyone else Except Mikey, yes. (laughs) No, simple creatures. You're teaching the records. Oh. I'm sure you've heard the rumor we don't accept gold on this island. Nope. That's categorically (laughs) untrue. Oh, my. You, we, d- you do accept gold? Of course we accept gold. Who doesn't need a little bit of gold then and... Then and then. Then and then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. Well, could we talk as a group and figure out what uh, what we kind of want to look for first? Is that fine? or? And that... how would you expect to procure this knowledge and pay for it how? You said gold works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, the caveat and the source of the rumor. We do accept gold for lodging, food, convenience, comfort. Like normal things, yeah. Correct. However, if you seek the knowledge of lore, you must pay in knowledge. Oh, so okay. It's, it's like bartering. In some respects, yes. This seems like a bit of a chicken and the egg situation. <laughs> we don't know what that means here. <laughs> We could share some of that can knowledge I, yeah, can, right now. Can Guy use that as his payment? The chicken and the egg, we won't specify anymore because then you'd be getting it for free, right? If it's interesting enough, yes. Guy, do you actually know how that works? Because I think that's been a pretty long-lasting question. Uh, I think if I just talk through it, I can figure it out. <laughs> I believe in you. So wh- where are we staying? He gestures just forward through the mist. It's gotten very foggy as you've descended through the island here. As you're coming through this narrow, stony canyon passage, it kind of opens up again into a low, misty juniper forest. Uh, It smells piney down here. It's very wet, damp, covered in moss. But there is a cobblestone building that is nestled into the mountainside here. A lot of these cobbles look to be hexagonal in nature and kind of interlock in a very satisfying way. But there's also a glass window, and you can see warm lamplight coming from inside. He opens a huge ovaloid door for all of you and ushers you in, the other crew included. In here, it's a little damp still. It seems this there's no escaping the wet on this island, uh, and the turtle might like it that way. Um, but it's much warmer and much more pleasant in here. Uh, you can smell food being cooked somewhere. He says, this is where you can stay. This is our warming house, but excellent for guests. Warming. Do we pay to stay here? Of course not. Honored guests to the Isle of Lore. That's us, right? Wonderful. You, however, and he kind of gestures down to the rest of the crew that have been pretty quiet up until now. He says, I was told there would be some sort of advance payment. Is that right? Uh, One of them hands over a small satchel of gold. He looks up at you again and says, you've all been covered. Perfect. Thank you. Because we're going to be here for two weeks, right? Correct. All right. I was to understand that you would all be bringing your own mining supplies, is that right? You start to hear grumbles out of that crowd. Um, yeah, we've got most of what we need, but they said you'd have some kind of transportation, like smaller wagons or something we could use. We do indeed. I'll have Mikey show you to it. What do you mine here? Most of the crew is leaving with Mikey to kind of be shown, like, the tools and stuff. And on their way out, um, Mikey looks up at you and he goes, This might. Oh, okay. He closes the door, and uh, the guy looks up again and goes, 
I'm sorry for his outburst. <laughs> I was going to guess knowledge. Yeah, me too. <laughs> did the big burly yeah. guy go mining? Yeah, did Huber go with him? Or? So all five of those crew members have left with Mikey um, as they're being shown the kind of mining setup. Uh, so now it's just the five of you and Huber and a crackling fire in the warming house. Is he still holding that cake? Uh, no, Mikey left it on the table in here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the candles have gone out since, though. I do want to try it. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Poppy dives into the cake. Um, you don't have any utensils here unless you've got something on you. I have my bread knife. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, you cut the cake, and the texture has you worried. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's kind of tough to cut through. Uh, it's real dense, and it seems that there's some kind of fiber to it. Are there, is there bran and fruit in it? <laughs> You're not sure. You're not sure what this is made of. <laughs> <laughs> I take a very tentative sniff. Mm -hmm. um, it almost smells earthy. I will taste it a little bit. Cool. Um, <laughs> so sweet things are not super easy to come by on this island. They do have certain like creams and milks they can use and a lot of vegetables. So this is like a kind of like a cauliflower base for most of it. It's not good. Uh, <clears throat> In fact, make a constitution save. <laughs> <clears throat> That's a five. <laughs> <laughs> Poppy, I'm going to say you can't swallow it. What do you do? <clears throat> I pull up my apron and I like dab at my mouth. Mm hmm very inconspicuously yeah and spit it into the pocket okay roll still check <laughs> sleight of mouth 17 okay i'm yes. really good at not eating things um huber is giving a big turtle smile to the rest of the group and is kind of like squinting and he keeps like raising where his eyebrows would be as he's looking <laughs> over you and he says so it's really something oh very good mikey made it himself um oh. What's it going to be? There's so much you could learn here. I'm curious to know. What do you seek? Well, I, for one, uh, pretty interested in um, organized crime, assassins, <laughs> blight. Ah, tales of fiction, yes. We have many stories. How about ones that are, like, pretty real and happened? True mm. crime. The true crime tower. <laughs> I was living in the true crime tower. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, they've got a true crime tower. Well, Huber, what I'm looking for is like actual histories and um, things about uh, secret societies. Uh... An interesting pull. It might be difficult to track down. It's not so simple as food or fire. True, yeah. Is there a whole tower dedicated to fire? Fire and stone. Until we see a reason to separate them, they are together. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's Dewey Decimal, but super fucked up. <laughs> Dewey Decimal? Fire, comma, <laughs> it's Dewey. Fire, comma, stone. <laughs> question. Uh, How about the rest of you? Certainly burning questions. Uh, recipes from around the world? Ah, yes. You'll even find things from Saffron here. I've heard of that. Only for the most talented of chefs. I think I qualify. That's you, Poppy. 
Thanks, guy. Perhaps you could teach Mikey a thing or two. He's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I could have led with that. You can't teach him anything. Only Huber can. So <laughs> uh, That's correct, yes. So that means like Mikey's cooking ability comes from Huber. Well, that's not fair to say. We haven't focused much on it. I feel like uh, I feel like we got there. That's well covers that. It's just a natural lack of talent, I suppose. <laughs> I thought it was really a, quite an attempt. Oh, please have more. Thank you. Have another slice, guy. Do you want to try it? I don't see why not. <laughs> Make a Constitution save. <laughs> Twenty. Eats oh, it. You just God. eat it. <laughs> <laughs> How is it, guy? Um, does not seem as flavorful as Poppy's cakes. And there's something about the texture. Yeah, it's a uh, gristly, <laughs> gravelly, even. Yeah. I gotta try a bite. Doran goes and grabs a bite. Constitution save. <laughs> okay. You guys want to do one too? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Twelve. You can't swallow it. Yeah, I just kind of hold my plate a little over my face like this and bleh, and then fold the plate in half. <laughs> Are we, do we have paper plates? <laughs> no, it's a porcelain plate. I don't know. Birthday cake no, seems like it always is on paper plate. No, it does. Even in our fantasy world. <laughs> so, no, no, no. I, I spit it out and oops. And, and then you I crack drop, the plate in half. Drop the plate. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, Huber. I... I, I suck. I'm sorry about that. To be expected. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy who enjoyed the cake. What is it you seek? Oh, oh, well, I must admit, Hubert, we did not come to this aisle knowing we would be seeking knowledge. Oh? You were given precious little details of this visit. May we count on your discretion while we are here, Hubert? I don't even know your name. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, those who seek knowledge. You see, I am afflicted by a certain condition, a curse, some I call it, and I wondered if there might be information about it here. Of course, we have extensive records on such things. There is, however, one place you cannot go. All right. There is a small tower on the east end of our island. It's different sizes than the other ones? It's low to the ground. (laughs) 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 There we stored information about curses. Well, that's kind of the thing I was thinking of. Unfortunately, some time ago, that place was sealed off after a great tragedy. We do not allow any in there. What kind of tragedy? He turns to you, Poppy, and says, A great sacrifice. Unfortunately, the place has been made unholy. Unholy? Like like someone cursed it? I'm afraid so. Wow. Ironic. <laughs> <laughs> what is the penalty for trespassing into this place? No penalty, though death will likely follow. I see, I see, I see. Well, since the cursed place is off limits, um, I guess if you had any records of cool wars or battles, this is an interest of mine. Just only the coolest battles. <laughs> he's, a, he's a reenactment <laughs> uh, nerd. 
It pains me to say we have a great number of war records. Yes, you would find those here. And Journey, did I tempt you enough with Tower 12? Shit, is he a fae? (laughs) Fuck. I mean, I already know a little bit about the fae and spent some time in their realm. Anything I need to learn about the fae, I could probably learn from the fae. Mm. I wonder, though, if you do mind Bismite here, do you also have information about Bismite? Some, but not nearly as much as your people do. We've taken it for granted all our lives. It keeps the island afloat, but it's been a background element. It seems you all have found something tremendously useful for this stuff. Is there a place I could go to just out of curiosity? Perhaps. The Tower of Fire and Stone may have some metallurgical details. Um, maybe the miners could take you down as well. I'd, I'd like to see it, the mine, if I could. Certainly. And have we any curiosity? Looking down at Aaron. I, um, I'm not sure how. Uh, is there a teacher? It seems there is much you've yet to learn. Okay. <laughs> Aaron, you, you might get something out of going to Tower 12. Um, how does the knowledge... How does the knowledge happen? <laughs> how does how does the knowledge? knowledge? <laughs> a very interesting question. He uh, moves to the side of the room and grabs a wooden jar. He brings it back to your little group, and he begins to twist the lid on the jar. When he does, he opens it just a little bit, and you can see a little bit of like smoke coming out of it. But you can also hear a conversation distant, like it's down a hallway or something. You see him begin to twist the lid again, and as he does, some of that smoke recedes back into the jar, and he twists it closed. What's that? A unique way of keeping information. We developed it here, on Lore. It is our magic. Uh, is, is it a memory? It is a recorded conversation. We don't trust the nuance of the written word. We want to hear it firsthand. Wherever you see these jars, there are memories, stories, histories. Um, do you have to go through each individual one to find what you're looking for, or are they labeled? We, of course, have a labeling system. It may seem a little convoluted to you. It might be best to have one of us go with you, perhaps Mikey. <laughs> well, since there's no teachers or books, um, do you have anything on changelings? Hmm, perhaps, but maybe none that isn't fairy tale. Well, I'd I'd be interested in that. Would you? Aaron just nods. <laughs> you literally have a tower on fairies. <laughs> and he leans in deeper, Aaron, and he goes, And how would you acquire that knowledge? Um, you mean you want something from me? There it is. And he kind of stands up again, looks very pleased with himself, and puts all of the pads of his fingers together. And he says, and that leads us to now. I would like to collect your stories, and in exchange you will receive chapters, which you can use to purchase your own knowledge. Like a voucher. A ticket. Uh, Like gold. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But gold you can only spend here. Right. (laughs) 
Is all of your food like the cake? What? No, that that's Mikey. He's an idiot. <laughs> okay. I'll give you all some time to um, adjust. These are likely new conditions and much more comfortable than you're ever used to. I'll let you enjoy yourselves here, and I'll come back to retrieve you when it's time to collect your stories. What do we do in the meantime? I mean, can we just, can we walk around? Can we? Of course. The entire island is yours. Except the one tower on the east side. Don't go there. <laughs> what tower number was that? Just in case we see it. I think I said 96. 96. Nope. nope. That was for something else. That, that was the was food tower. Food. <laughs> <laughs> it's tower say. 13. Ooh, That's evil spooky. number. Nice. <laughs> I must tend to the duties of the prime archivist. Can we tell our stories? He's to saying any, he's, he's going to poop. Any arch- <laughs> tell my duties. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the only joke John has this whole, the only words you've spoken this poop, whole poop, episode. Pee, pee. <laughs> uh, excuse me, uh, prime archivist. Are we supposed to tell our story to any? Any archivist, or you in particular? Ah, not any archivist, but certainly not me. I'm not nearly so skilled as I was in extracting stories. That will go to... Don't say Mikey, don't say Mikey. April. Oh my god, fuck you. (laughs) April is kind and good with the driftweed. She'll be able to get your stories. Let me know when you're ready. Uh, Must these stories be of a personal nature. That's usually the place we start. Everyone's got the story of how they arrived here. If you've got more to tell on top of that, that could earn you extra knowledge. We don't forget our stories after we tell them to you, right? (laughs) Of course not. Of course not. Our mission is to disseminate knowledge, not to hoard it. Does the story have to be true, or do we just have to believe it's true? Hmm. If there is a falsehood in your story... The smoke will appear black. However, the falsehood may not be known. Hmm. Should your stories be true, the vapor's white. Sorry, the vapor's white. (laughs) (laughs) What if, uh, so if we don't know we're telling a lie and it turns black, that's like news to us? I'm afraid not. It can't tell you anything you don't know. Okay, okay. What about... Like a fiction story, like a like a fable. They always come out gray. I'm afraid. All right, that no, that fits. Any other shades we should be looking out for? <laughs> That's the gamut grayscale here. <laughs> Can turtles see color? Nope. See ya. <laughs> uh, he leaves you all to decompress. All of the jars are filled with different colors. <laughs> they just assume yeah. that it's gray. <laughs> they mean so many different things. Yeah, You've all been left to your own devices in the warming house. Um, what are you all doing after this uh, kind of strange introduction? We're supposed to get settled? I feel pretty settled. Is this just a house or are there rooms? Um, yeah, there, there's a large central wooden table. Um there's the partially eaten cake, but there's also a large lumpy mass on the wooden table covered under a woolen green blanket. There's also four doors uh, into private rooms around this area. I would like to peek under the woolen blanket. Okay. Um, you see glimmering, shiny. I mean, what is it? 
you pull it over more and you see sizable chunks of bismite, all of it in its later stages of decay. This all shows a deep red pinkish. They just leave it out here? Well, they said they're mining it. They must have a ton. Hmm. It seems they do not know its value here. Can I sniff it? Sure. <laughs> uh, no real scent to it at all. Yeah. Doesn't smell like the cake I just had. No, it okay. also doesn't smell like rust like you might expect it to. Um, it's very like non-metallic as metals go, or non-ferrous, I should say. Is it all one big chunk or is it? No, it's broken up little crumbles. Okay. Crumbly crystals. So I, for one, don't exactly know what we should focus on here. Personally, I feel like we have this polite situation that's going to chase us, and I want to put an end to that. So that's what I'm trying to look for. I'm trying to learn more about some of these crime groups, if we can get anything. I don't know that they're going to have any of that information here. I've been to the one library in Farewell, and it seemed like it was kind of general history of the world and stuff like that. But here it all seems to be individual, personal stories. Well, what if Diver came here? That's what I was just going to say. Maybe Diver or someone else from the Blight stopped here to get other knowledge in exchange, gave their story. Diver's not at the top. I don't know if you all know this, but I, I think there is a larger network out there. Doran, I have a bone to pick with you. Okay, Poppy. You didn't tell us any of this when you hired us. I just thought it was a quick little get-rich scheme, but no, it's it's just the tip of a giant iceberg. And now we're in this strange place and we have to learn things. <laughs> <laughs> I Yeah, I couldn't imagine how horrible their circumstances would pan out here, so I do apologize, Guy and Poppy, but you're right, I... I had my own reasons for putting this together to some extent, but you got exactly what you wanted out of this. You're out of farewell and you have bismite and money and fancy slippers and now a spoon, a big spoon. A big spoon. <laughs> I do have a big spoon. Hmm. But now we're stuck on this island. For with, two weeks. Yeah. For two weeks. You know, we didn't even try to sell Huber a cookie. Could certainly sell the recipe. I just wanted to get out of farewell so I could keep selling cookies and... I'm not mad at you. I'm okay. Just breathe. I am surprised, Doran. Poppy has a point. You know more about the blight than you let on. How? I I don't know as much as I would like to. I did have suspicions about Diver. Where did you ever meet Diver before the mission? That's a story maybe when we're in a more comfortable, homey place. This doesn't feel like home to necessarily go deep into that. Uh, you all look around the room and it's like this place is like made of like warm wood and a soft burning fire and like there's cozy blankets. There's like <sighs> armchairs with pillows. It's, it's, not, it's not the actual comfort. I, I just like, I, you know, we're up really high and it's a new place. I, but- At least save it when you have a jar in front of your mouth or something. <laughs> we'll see I I will I promise I will open it up about that it's just hard for me to I don't want to focus on it too much right now but yes I have met Diver before it's okay I'm I think I told you 
yesterday that I would wait for you to tell us your story. But you're on thin ice. Just keeping my eye on you. I, too, Doran, was not exactly forthcoming with all details of myself when we first met, so I understand. Thanks, Guy. There's a knock at the door. Who is it? Come in, I think. (laughs) The door very slowly opens, and you see a turtle younger than the Prime Archivist, but older than Mikey by a good deal. She looks up at all of you and says, Hello, I've been told there are stories to gather. Yes. You must be April. Correct. You've come to the right warm place. <laughs> and yet we must leave. Oh. Uh, how, how does it work? Do we all go together? Do we go one at a time? If your stories are already interwoven, perhaps it is best that you come together. I mean, I think they're a little tangled at the end. Yeah, let's all go, right? I suppose. I don't let's. know. Yeah. Very good. She uh, leads you out of this room. She walks incredibly slow, and it's kind of <laughs> agonizing. Uh, but it does give you a good chance to look around a little bit more. Um, there's a good variance to the areas that you see around here. She, however, leads you deeper and deeper into the lower parts of this island until you're walking through clouds so thick that you can pretty easily lose sight of each other. And then she brings you to a small domed hut that is glowing softly from the inside. And when you step inside, it's immediately much warmer in here than it was outside and much, much quieter. It's incredibly dark in here and strangely fragrant. There's some kind of herbs or something that have been burnt in here. She has you all sit in a large communal circle. There's curtains hung against every wall, even where there aren't windows. There are pillows strewn across the ground and a small, low-to-the-ground wooden table in the center of the room, a circular table with a center ring cut out of it. She sets a candle in the middle of that table and sets one of those wooden jars over the candle, a little suspended above it. And this is how we will collect your stories. Please have a seat, all of you. Thank you. I sit down. Does anybody need a glass of water? Uh, That would be wonderful. Thank you. She goes, oh. And she stands up and leaves the room for like two minutes and comes back with a glass of water. Could I have one too? (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. It's fine. We'll share it. Yes, thank you. Okay. Now, what are your tolerances for the driftweed? Uh, I would assume none. A small pinch, then. Pinch goes. What? (laughs) (laughs) Um, She reaches into a small wooden box and takes out a literal tiny pinch of some herbs that are in there and puts it into a little brass thimble, and she lights it, and it starts kind of smoldering like incense. She says, this will help the memories flow. For humans, too, and other races, this is fine? Uh, I didn't check the dosage, but it should be all right. (laughs) Great. Is this legal here? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) But we don't have laws. She gives you a sly smile. She says, perfectly legal. It just makes you a little chatty is all. Comfortable. Keeps the conversation flowing. It won't last long after you leave here. 
you can get uh, a little bit of that now. It's uh, very floral. Um, if you were to breathe really deep, it might be unpleasant, uh, but it's quite nice uh, just to sit here and breathe in that smoke. Well, uh, I'm kind of a bit responsible for us all being here. I'll give it a shot first. Very good. I'll start the candle. She reaches in and lights the candle that is sitting beneath that wooden jar. And it begins to burn. A white smoke. Do I have any of the driftweed? Oh, sorry. It's just like in the air. In the oh, air. It's like a, it's incense. Yeah. It's incense, mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it literally is. She's burning incense to help the memories flow. And then the candle is what's recording everything here. Mm. How does it work? Do we just talk? As soon as you're ready, begin your tale. And even when she says that, you can see the smoke vibrating. It shifts almost like. It's being moved underwater by some unseen force. It just changes shape rapidly before it all sucks up into that wooden jar. She looks at Doran and then does a very slow, closed eye nod. Well, uh, I guess where I'd like to start is farewell. I came to this city largely to find someone, diver, I wanted to take him out, but I also wanted answers. So I spent a lot of days getting to know local people and hovering around Blight activity. Blight was the the gang that Diver ran in farewell. So I'd notice their activities, see how they see how they steal, see how they take advantage of people and take people out. Saw where their headquarters were, and over the course of time, I also came to realize how crazy it would be to try to do this alone. Meeting with some of the locals, I became good friends with a bubbly uh, pastry chef and her bodyguard, baking assistant. Guy was impressive and strong, and I could tell he had a, he carried himself like a soldier, and, uh, as you're searching for the words, you suddenly see the rolling pin. Mm. And Poppy leaning over the counter, although she's much more a stranger to you now, in the midst of talking, you're still talking. In fact, you're rambling, but you can see it all now. Poppy is leaning out of the rolling pin, waiting for an answer from you. We have like five options right now. Uh, I think they're all pretty good. I'll, I'll do one of each. Oh, perfect. Do people do that? Oh, definitely. Yeah, there's a deal on that. Um, do you want me to wrap them up for you? No, I'm probably just going to eat them here. Oh, per- awesome. Thank you. Uh, here you go. How are things going, Poppy? Oh, you know, um, not selling as much these days. But I think people kind of get sick of cookies when you're stuck in the same market week after week. You know. It's, it's a tough cookie economy right now. I know. <laughs> I saw a lot of other shops close down. Yeah, I mean, Pearl had to close just yesterday, um, and she was well-established. So It's nothing that you're doing, Poppy. Like, these are great. Well, thank you. It means a lot to hear that uh, I came to Farewell thinking it was a great opportunity, and kind of gets old after a while, I guess. What's stopping you from leaving? Oh, like, we physically can't. I mean, Guy has to pull the cart. We ran out of fuel and... Poppy, Poppy, is this man bothering you? Is he... Oh, no, 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 no. He, uh, he's a very loyal customer, actually. 
Guy, have you met Doran? Oh, it's you, Sir Doran. Guy. I apologize. I have heard talk of thieves in this part of town, if you can believe such a thing. (laughs) Very well, Ken. That's honestly one reason I'm hanging around here. If fuel is something you're looking for, um, it, I probably shouldn't bring it up. It's not, it's not a guarantee or anything. I think at this point I'm kind of desperate. Yes, we are quite keen on leaving this place. So if you know a guy besides me, there's you know a way. To, a man. There's a way I think we can get it, um, and we'd be taking it from those that take from innocent shops like this. Uh, It'll be dangerous, but that's a win-win, I say. I mean, I kind of have some reservations about just taking things. Uh, Aaron, this is perhaps the most ironic conversation to be happening. (laughs) While you're sneaking through somebody's bakery trying to rob the till, um, they're uh, standing outside of their own wagon now, chatting away with Doran, leaving you to pretty much take whatever you want out of here. Um, You're hungry. In fact, you're starving. And you see food, but you know there's gold in there, too. What do you do? Aaron will grab a handful of donuts Mm -hmm. and shove them in a little pocket. Mm-hmm. On their belt, or what's it called? Not a pocket, a pouch. A pouch on their belt. Thank you. Like a mashing donut, 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 donut holes. <laughs> and there's powdered sugar everywhere. <laughs> well, Aaron doesn't have any money in her mm-hmm. pouch, so. And then start to sneak out. A little worried that they're too close to try to rob the till, so they're gonna try to sneak out the back. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a historical uh, stealth check. <laughs> <laughs> How do I do math? Thirteen. 13. Cool. Let's do historical perception checks. <laughs> Got a 15. 11. Yep. Beautiful. So Perfect. It, it works out for <laughs> you. Um, so, Doran, uh, you're the one to notice. Um, as Poppy and Guy both have their backs to the wagon when they're talking to you, you see Aaron slip out the back, and she makes just the tiniest noise as she drops a donut hole onto the cobbles. <laughs> I'll be right back. I forgot something. Yeah, no problem. I'll see you around. Be well, Doran. Mm -hmm. I leave the cookies on the counter, and I try to chase down this person. Okay. Aaron, I think hearing I'll be right back was enough of a cue for you to start sprinting. Yeah, Aaron's going to try to run away, kind of like Aladdin style, like... (laughs) Street. Parkour. Yeah, yeah, parkour through the streets, like hopping off buildings. Cool. <laughs> Just a little snack, guys. <laughs> Still, I Rad. think they're rather tasty. <laughs> Every time. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Disney's going to come after us. Doran, you give chase? Of course. You take off after her, and even turning the first corner, you see that this is going to be tough. She grabs onto a gutter pipe and begins climbing up the side of a building, grabs a windowsill, swings onto a plant box, gets onto the second level, and grabs for the eaves. Damn. I roll my eyes and miss you step. (laughs) (laughs) You are are on the top of the building looking down at her, offering her a hand to help her up. Aaron, what do you do? Aaron, like, slips a little uh, in surprise and then grabs the hand out of instinct before they fall to the ground below. Yeah. I know they're after you, and I know you're not in with them anymore. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, and uh, Aaron pulls himself up and kind of shakes his hand off. I'm out here. I'll give them back. Um, and Aaron pulls out a few of the donut holes. It's, Only half of them. Those are not my donuts. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't be. Don't be sorry. Look, hey, I'm not chasing you for that. I have an offer 
Aaron doesn't like the sound of that and takes a few steps back. What kind of offer? I want to get back at Diver. I want to hit him good. And I know you're not on good terms. I've been watching the roots. I've been watching their activity. I've heard them talk about wanting to get back at you. I think I got a plan that could get us enough money and hurt him enough that we can leave the city and be okay and start a new life. You can't hurt Diver. You might be able to take out some of the blight, but... Doesn't that sound good? And you want me to help you do this? I do. You can't stay here. They're, I know you're good, but there's a lot of them. And the longer this goes on, the meaner it's going to end out. Aaron just pauses for a long time and then says, All right, I'm in. Here's some coin just as a sign of goodwill. I mean it. He took a lot from me. I want this to hurt. And I give uh, Aaron ten gold. And uh, look down at the city below. Meet me at the drip sipper in a week. Aaron nods and then jumps off the edge of the roof. And breaks their neck. <laughs> Assassin's Creed style. Yeah. Lands in a hay bale. <laughs> <laughs> There's a hawk somewhere. <laughs> but Aaron unlocked a little bit of the map of this. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Doran, as you're watching Aaron um, jump off the roof and, and move down the alleyways, the streets suddenly turn back into pillows. And you're kind of looking back and forth, realizing that you've just been talking and talking for God knows how long. I feel like, uh, I feel like, um, that's it. Who's up? You left out a great many details. Um, how is it that they came to know each other? They were together at the beginning of your story. Uh, gesturing to Guy and Poppy. Oh, well, I can tell that one. Uh, yes, why don't you start, Poppy? Perfect. Okay, so I attended the Tower of Magic in Tildry. Uh, and then dropped out because uh, I wanted to start a mobile bakery, and I put all of my money into that. And one day I caught Guy trying to steal bread off the back of my cart. It was cooling in the the sill, and um, I told him, Stop right there. You don't take what's not yours. And instead I made him work for me to pay it off. Right, Guy? It's true. To to this day, I am embarrassed to say this is how we met, but... Well, I mean, you were hungry. It's not, I mean... I had not eaten in many, many days before then. Yes, and now he gets food every single day. Uh, as long as he works for me. Then one day, while we were traveling on the road, we were attacked by brigands. Oh, stop right there, love. Where are you going? Hey, where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? Uh, just to the next market over. No, 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 no. See, Mancy over here, he's got a little bit of a problem with you, right? Uh, I don't know him. Oh, Mancy's got a problem, don't you, Mancy? I do. <laughs> uh, well, that's quite a surprise since we've never met. Oh, what's that, Mancy? You're getting angry. Yeah. I, I don't have...
have what you're looking for. Oh, sorry, love. You've made Mansi angry. I guess you got to give him something, eh? I, I, I have cookies. That's all. Well, let's take a look. Um, he kind of like gets up into your window and he like reaches in and just grabs oh, something and throws dare it out. You? No, that was my no. Please don't. I put a lot of effort and money into this cart. Uh, there's a loud thud as Guy jumps down from the back of the cart. Oh, unhand me! Oh, Mansi, job for you. And uh, he like reaches in and grabs at the tail and just gets like a fistful of coins. How? No, put that back, please. That's all I have. Excuse me. Haven't any of you ever visited a bakery before? (laughs) That is not how it works. (laughs) Uh, The one named Mansi turns to you, and he is a big boy. Uh, Guy, he's actually got a few inches on you, much less armored, but dangerously stupid. He pulls a billy club from his side, and he kind of, like, threatens you with it. Mm, I don't think you can pay with one of those. <laughs> Maybe one of these is more your size. And he draws his greatsword. <laughs> you hear that same first person yell up at you, guy, and he says, Hey, why don't you pick on someone half your size? And he throws <laughs> a gold coin at you, and it hits you in the face. Oh. Uh, guy flinches, and it leaves a little burn mark on his face. Yeah, there's like a a welt, and you can feel the headache kind of pulsing through you as the gold touches your skin. Following that, you bring your eyes back up to Mansi a little too late. He's already bringing a billy club across your face, and your head goes rolling. Guy! Mansi, don't know your own strength, bud. We We gotta get going. What did you do to him? Oh, too hard, I guess. Well, let's say Yancey turns around to leave. Yancey! <laughs> What's his name? Mancy. Mancy. The other guy is Yancey. Yeah. 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 Yancey yeah. and Mancy. Uh, let's say Mancy turns around to leave, and then Guy oh, okay. grabs onto yeah, yeah. his back. Um, yeah, Mancy is taking a lumbering stroll away from you, uh, back toward his buddy to kind of count up the gold, and he says, What do we get? As he's walking away, Guy taps him on the shoulder. He stops dead, and his eyes go wide, and he slowly turns around. Uh, there's a headless body waiting to hit him with a greatsword. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last thing he sees is a green billowing flame as you make a historical attack. 16 or 17. I didn't have the great blade of Lodom back then. Sure, yeah. Do you want to kill this guy? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. You bring down a... Large sword. Not the great blade of Lodum, but a large sword. It hacks into Mansi a good deal, about halfway. It gets stuck, which is always a pain in the ass, to have to shuck them off of your sword after they fall. But he does, and all that's left is the pint-sized man that came with him. Oh my gosh, what is happening? A guy's body is going to motion at the other one to get out of here. By, what is this motion called? Shooing. Shooing him away. <laughs> okay. He's standing there in stunned silence. His whole face is going pale, and he's just looking up between the two of you, and he says, What? What are you? I... You go away, and you leave my friend alone. He's shaking his head and kind of like slowly scrambling backwards. I, I... You better run. Get a... Get now. Go. Monster. Monster! 
how dare you? And I throw a cookie at his head. <laughs> it hits him. Yes. <laughs> and he continues running down the path, screaming, monster. I rush out of the pin, mm. the rolling pin, with a, a tea towel. Mm-hmm. And I go and scoop up the head and I bring it over to Guy. Guy towering above you, a green flame billowing from his neck. Yeah, Guy's body is kind of backing away from you a little bit, trying to keep a distance. But because I am a halfling, I have advantage against being frightened. Yeah. And you don't scare me. Yeah, Poppy keeps up with you, backing away. Um, I, I'm not going to judge you. I don't know what's happening, but I think you dropped this. And you might want it back. And I give him the head. Guy's body reluctantly takes another step back, but then reaches his arms out to take the head back. I think I think you've got a good head on your shoulders, Guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very grateful that you're my friend. Guy places the head back on his shoulders. And I, I, like, gesture him to lean down a little bit. Uh. It's okay. And I wrap the tea towel around and, like, tie it in a little bow. Oh. This might help. I don't know. Poppy, you, you don't have to. It's okay. I want to. I can just go. No. I won't hear of it. You saved my life. And the rolling pin. Uh, yes, but surely you want nothing to do with all this. Well, I think I can make up my mind for myself, thank you. Are you certain, Poppy? Dead certain. Oh, sorry, is that... <laughs> uh, I don't mean to be offensive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Oh, that's so cute. I... I don't make a habit of judging people before I know them, and I already know you. Guy's uh, eyes swell up a little bit with tears <laughs> and says, thank you, Poppy. You're welcome. Now get back in the rolling pin. We have a market to get to. <laughs> um, yes. As this recollection rounds off, uh, you all see Poppy with her arms on Guy's cheeks held out towards Guy. <laughs> Kind of like holding his head in place. <laughs> and you so realize cute. you're back in that little yurt, that little hut, telling your stories to each other. From that point on, I remained loyal to Poppy, and we traveled together. I am known as a Dullahan, a being whose head is separated from one's body, but remains in a state betwixt life and death. Before we met, I wandered the world a bit, but truthfully, I know almost nothing of my life before I died, and the people I met after were not so kind to me because of this curse, and because of Poppy's kindness. That is why we remain together to this day. Yeah. Mm. Tragic, yet heartfelt. That all makes good sense, but... We haven't said a word about this one. How did she come to be here? Gesturing to Journey. Um, that's a little complicated, I, I guess. 
I mean, I, I was I was in the city and wandering around farewell, and I found out that someone had taken one of the little fay buds, not one of mine, but they had found one somewhere and taken it, hidden it away. And I thought at first that it was an accident, and so I went to I went to the place to try and get him to let it go. That's where Aaron found me. Aaron, you see a furry creature, something unfamiliar to you. They're looking through the windows at the Blight hideout in the upper ledges. It doesn't look like they're trying to infiltrate the place. They're actually not making a big deal of hiding their physical presence all that much. They just really seem to be trying to see something that's in there. Yeah, I think Aaron is just observing this from across the street, sort of laying flat on top of a the edge of a building. They were sent by Doran to stake out the Blight headquarters and just see if the guards' patterns had changed in the last couple of weeks since Aaron had run away from the Blight. Mm-hmm. Um, they see this creature that they have only seen once or twice, maybe before, Furbolg, and as they watch them kind of make start making more and more of a scene and just standing for a long time outside, they just seem sort of awkward and through that drawing attention to themselves. Uh, Journey knocks on the door to the Blight headquarters like, hey, hello? Anyone in there? Uh, shitty rickety door swings open and you hear this. What do you want? Hi, um, you have something in there that doesn't belong to you, and I just wanted to let you know that, you know, you shouldn't have, like, a living creature trapped in, like, a little box like that. That's not where they're supposed to live, and I just wanted to let you know, because I'm sure you didn't mean to, and now you know, so you can let them go, right? Ball's on you. Excuse me? Not a lot of people come back to the Blight looking for their stuff. Well, it's it's not mine, either. Huh. It's a, a living being. Yeah. I was just letting you know it's a courtesy and giving you a heads up because they you should let them go. He like wipes his arm across his nose and you see some gravel fall off of his arm when he does. And then he looks up at you and he says, What do you think's gonna happen here? You know where you are. Well, I know I'm in farewell and I think that you're gonna let that thing go and then I just go about my day. And I assume you would as well. Let me give you a little tip, forest creature. Well, yeah, that'd be great. I am new in town. You stay <laughs> away from here. And he well, slams the door in your face. Well. Huh. Maybe there's another door. <laughs> <laughs> By this point, Aaron got close enough to listen in. Uh, maybe just behind a crate or something nearby Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the street nearby Um, and as the door slams you see a small child come out from behind a crate journey and come up to you and kind of pull at your your shirt Mm -hmm. and says hey uh uh would you be able to help me I lost uh my toy over here uh sure sure thing hi Uh, uh where where did you lose it um it's gonna be this way um I think I was over here yeah, Journey follows this kid. 
Um, the kid kind of runs, and then it's like looking over their shoulder, like, are they still following? Good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Keith's going, I think it's just down a little bit further. Thank you so much for your help. Yeah, of course. Happy to help. I, I mean, I got a little bit of time. I, I think I need to go back to that place and figure out what they're doing, but. Okay, um, it must be right down here. And the child runs into a kind of like dingy, dark, darker alley. Mm-hmm. Off to the side street. Yeah, as Journey's walking inside, she's like, why would you be playing in here? This seems like not very fun. Is that glass on the ground? Dirty needles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the child just goes further and further, and the alley gets darker and darker until all of a sudden you can't see the child anymore. You can't see me. And then Aaron is going to shift back into the elf woman version of Aaron and say from the shadows thank you for coming I'm I'm sorry I had to trick you a little bit uh Um, did you see where that little kid went yes uh Aaron steps out of the shadows and says that was me don't be alarmed oh all right great (laughs) uh (laughs) listen I know those people who had your friend back there? Right. Well, they have a little a little fade creature trapped in there, and I thought it must have been an accident, but uh, that... Is it, is it, does it look like a firefly? Yeah, like these. And I shake my hair, and some of, <laughs> and some of the fade buds, like, swirl out, and then around my head, and then back in my hair. Um, yeah, this dark alleyway becomes a, a brief rave as all the colors <laughs> flash around. <laughs> Uh, you see a genuine smile on Aaron's face as the lights fly ra- zoom around them. They're so amazing when there's a lot of them. Yeah, they they let me know that there was something trapped. Yeah. Um, listen, I think I might know a way to help you get your friend back. Really? Yeah. There's there's a guy putting together a group. We're gonna do a break in. Um, break in. We're going in without permission. Is that is that fine? Is that okay? Yeah. All right. <laughs> and you can help me get the the little fay boat out of there. Yeah, definitely. All right. Great. Um, why don't you meet me at this spot tomorrow, and I'll come with some more details. I guess I can come back here. So you're saying I shouldn't go back to that building right now? No, you should avoid it for now. Okay. Great. Oh. Uh, what should I call you? Oh, um, you can call me Aaron. Aaron, uh, you can call me Journey. Journey. Mm-hmm. You have a certain consciousness of what's happening right now, you know, that you're in this hut telling a story, and you're waiting for it to be over. You are still stuck in this memory with Aaron, but you know you're in that hut. And Aaron disappears. You're in this black alleyway. And you can't break out of this memory. Everybody else in the room, you see Journey go catatonic. Uh, is it supposed to do that? She's not talking. <clears throat> April, um, we need to cut this short. Something's wrong. Mm, it's it's dangerous to do so. I, I think we should let this go. Uh, what, what do you mean, let it go? She puts up a hand to kind of stay you, Doran, and she says, Let her wake naturally. Mm, she will wake, right? Journey, you kind of like, you bob a little bit in your dream state, but you're staring at that blackened alleyway. 
and it's just darkness down there. And then you see a little glimmer of light. Hello? You start walking towards it. And then your footsteps fall out onto open air, and you're just treading water. And you're so cold. Hello? And looking down at that glimmer of light, it begins to take shape, and you can see the outline of a circle and the blues and greens of a planet thousands of miles away from you. Where am I? Some memories are too close to you at all times. When you look up, you see its face. For the first time in so long, you see it again. And she smiles at you. Hello. The unknowable voice settles into you. Hello. What would you have me do? Seek. All right. And then there's a buzzing, a whispering, and a rushing, and that distant glimmer of light is becoming so big and you're moving so fast and it's so cold and you're awake again. <sighs> oh, thank God. She wasn't even breathing, lady. Come on. All's well. All's well. She uh, reaches for that cup of water and hands it to Journey. Journey tries to take it and her hands are shaking so bad that she drops it. She uh, scuffles away with the cup. She says, it's all right there. Sit, sit, lay, lay down. It's, it's quite okay. Is it okay, Journey? Uh, yeah. Did did we do? Did we get all all the all the stories? I think that's going to be enough for today. Fresh air might be good. Doran opens the door, and like, kind of fans it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see all the smoke and incense pour out of this room, and there's a new kind of silence between all of you. And I think we'll end it there. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I am Tim, your GM, and all your turtles. <laughs> uh, I'm Hannah. I play Aaron. I'm Tara, and I play Journey. I'm Thomas. I am Guy. I'm John. I play Dorn. And I'm Maggie, and I play Poppy Kenmore. See you in the next one. <laughs>